All right, everybody, this is Marcia Reiner with Profit with a Plan podcast. I've got a treat for you today. My friend Ross is going to talk about social proof and how to get testimonials on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? If you're like most of us business owners, increasing your profitability is always on your mind, and you're probably looking for ways to grow your revenue while growing your company. Well, you've, we've found a podcast to help you share ideas to do just that. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm known as the Profit Booster and the Business Growth Strategist. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability guide your growth, and plans for a future exit. Building Because building a highly profitable and sale-ready business creates a win-win scenario. That's more money now and a windfall when it's time to let go. And I want to share strategies that I've learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. While I'm at it, I've got a super training I want to share with you, super powerful training. It's called the 30-Day Profit Booster. This is where I'll show you how you can get a 45% boost in net profits in just 30 days, simply by following a three-step method that doesn't require that you're chasing more customers. This quick and easy profit-boosting strategy can be done without spending more money on marketing, hiring additional staff, or working longer hours. Go check it out today at 30dayprofitbooster.com for more information. All right, listeners, here's that treat. I've got Ross McDaniel. He's a growth strategist with decades of experience helping brands succeed. With passion for community develop, Ross has established FencePost and the local growth formula. These resources are dedicated to bringing the gap between top-notch home service businesses and their potential customers together. With just over four simple strategies, any local business can see predictable and profitable growth. Ross's aim is straightforward, developing communities by helping local businesses thrive. Wow, Ross, thank you for coming on to Profit with a Plan podcast. Welcome. Yeah, thanks, Marcia. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad. So this is this is going to be really exciting. Um, I know that this is something I haven't really talked about in the depth that I wanted to on, on my hundreds of episodes I've got going so far. But before we get started, I'd love to know how you kind of fell into this and where fence posts came from. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Origin stories are always like way too long or way too short. Uh, hopefully, mine will fall on the the way too short side. But uh, <laughs> I've been agency side um, for better part of uh, twelve years, and uh, after a short stint and selling an agency with another group. Uh, decided to go corporate. And so really rounded out some um, digital marketing and growth marketing experience with huge Fortune 500 companies, all the way down to these like local roofers and HVAC companies that have been owned for generations right here in um, local communities. And what's interesting is these Fortune 500 companies have all of these systems and processes and um, things that you talk about, right, with profitability, and, and they're they're measuring things on a daily basis. And what you find a lot of times is the people here on the mom and pop side, on the local community side, they don't have those, but they need the same things. And so our experience um, was was radically different 
uh, and yet similar in terms of need. And then the thing that rounded it all out was, man, it's so much fun getting to directly impact a um, second generation roofing company uh, in a way that is meaningful to their bottom line. And they share those numbers with you and they're inviting you out to dinner and so on and so forth. So I guess in a nutshell, what you could say is uh, I started FinSpost to try to give uh, local thriving home service businesses the same opportunities via systems that uh, enterprise level clients of mine were getting uh, in years past. I love that. And that is so important to, you know, uh, the, the, the main street business, the smaller companies, maybe the, you know, couple employees, a, a founder that's still running the company. They don't think about themselves or act like a big business does. And I think that that hurts yeah. them. So I'm so glad you're bringing those processes back into their space so they can understand that these are just common tools and you don't need really? a lot of people to do them. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you're, you're bridging that gap. That's an important piece. That's often, often, often overlooked. So cool. Exactly. Um, I love the name fence post. Um, where did you come up with fence post? Uh, it's kind of silly. Uh, but if you think about it, um, well, it's a door or a fence or whatever, there's a place where, uh, uh, somebody who is in dire need of a home service and somebody who's in dire need of somebody to provide a home service to the, the first point they're going to meet after the phone call and everything else is the fence post when, you know, think about the Mayberry days, right? When you're, you're opening up the fence and the milkman's coming up to the door, uh, just the fence post. Um, I think we, I we help bridge that gap. Yeah. I love it. It's very, um, it's very quaint. A uh, small point. town and um, right, right on point, I think, for for what you're doing and um, and unique. You know, you get so I many challenges trying to come up with a company name that uh, oh, I think man, you did yeah. well. And it was uh, it was super cute. So I wanted to bring that part of the story out on it. But all right. So let's talk about something that I think is really, really valuable that you're able to help as part of your strategies with your customers is to get social proof hmm. for the work that they're doing because a lot of us will use Yelp and we'll go look at something or or we're looking at some sort of advertising that we need to know that they've done this before and feel confident that what they've done was was a good result from somebody else. And we all look at ratings and postings and th those sure. kind of things. But um, I think the business owner doesn't know how to get those from their customers. So I'd love to kind of go down that rabbit hole a little bit and, um, you know, see where we can do it. But to start us off with, give me a description of what you consider to be a, a testimonial or a social proof. Yeah. Um, so the question is, what is a prime example of uh, a, a great testimonial social proof piece? It's the quintessential Google review. Mm -hmm. If you get a five-star Google review, well, I can tell you the most recent statistic is that 91% of us, um, particularly 91% of millennials, I think is what the stat was referencing specifically, we're going to Google first and we're going to Google to say, hey, is this business that I'm considering peer reviewed and do they have that peer review seal of approval? And so that's when when, when we're talking about social proof in, in the context of the local growth formula, we really mean, hey, go get that Google review. Because that's the number one place for home service businesses to, to generate social proof. Isn't that funny? I mean, because when we're looking for somebody, when we're looking for a product or a service, we usually, our, our search engine 
primarily is Google, right? And you type into it what you're looking for and to see um, the corner bakery and Google reviews under it, then you're like, Ooh, they had a, they had a pop tart that I wanted or a, a pastry That's that right. I wanted. And it's you like, it. Ooh, now I feel validated to go there. And so I love that, but isn't it kind of hard to get one of those, get your customers to do that for you? Yeah. I mean, the saying goes, um, you know, the, the customers you don't want leaving you feedback are always going to leave you feedback. The customers you do want leaving you feedback, you're going to have to work for it. And <laughs> I think that's where, you know, in this day and age, especially in digital marketing, right? Like we're, we're wanting to automate everything. Mm -hmm. And there's some really cool tools out there that can actually help you automate your review generation. But the first principle that's at play that many business owners skip out on, um, even before all the automation, is simply to ask. Uh, if we are not asking for reviews as business owners, we're missing the mark. We're missing the boat. All we have to do is ask. And there's some really cool and simple ways to, to go about that ask. All right. Well, don't leave us hanging. Share us. How's it? That's Give us tease. an that's idea the, or two. That's the hook. <laughs> yeah, that's right there. Um, well, the cool thing is if you've been in business, especially for some of these like first, second, third generation people that I've uh, been talking about, I mean, they've got, whether it's handwritten in an Excel spreadsheet or some fancy CRM, there's a, a customer list a mile long mm. uh, with some form of contact information, either an address or a phone number uh, or an email address. And uh, we we actually like to use at FinSpost, we use a tool called Nice Job. Uh, yeah. And Nice Job helps uh, automate review generation. And so what I encourage all of our customers to do, nice job or not, I encourage everyone to take their CRM, uh, take their Excel spreadsheet, take their handwritten list and go create a simple email that says, hey, we really enjoyed serving you. If you enjoyed our service to you, please go click this link. It's a link to a Google uh, My Business listing and just leave us a review. Uh, your feedback is invaluable and it helps us tell others about the quality experiences they can have with us. And that I guarantee you, your review count will skyrocket. That is so simple. Oh my so gosh. <laughs> so you know, if you make it mindless for them where all they have to do is click a link and it shows Google. So they're not afraid to click that link. Then it's right there for them. They don't have to hunt it down. They don't have to work on it. Um, yeah. And I love the email idea. That's cool. Yeah. And I think, I think it's interesting because I mean, a lot of times uh, your, your business is probably no different. I mean, we're, we're getting on calls with these clients and, uh, these businesses, and they're just stumped. I mean, they're they're really stumped as to like why why can't we overcome this growth obstacle? Why can't mm. we seem to you know get in touch with this customer here, that customer there? And a lot of times, we don't need anything fancy. We truly just need basic first principles of human interaction and that like value currency exchange to truly be able to to reach them and earn their business. And that's what like social proof is at the end of the day. It's just a high, it's, it's a hundred dollar bill version of, uh, of trust. Oh, I love it. I love it. You know, you're bringing up a, a, a really important point. I went to a new service, um, a couple of weeks ago and, uh, I had been to some really crappy services. So I found this person to do this for me. And it's one of those regular maintenance things I, I, mm. I like to do. And immediately after the appointment, I got a little text message that said, oh, you know, we would love a review. And so it was just that same. And it didn't really click with me because I wrote a fantastic review because I'd been at a big company and now I went to a small company. 
but I wrote the review and it was, it was perfect timing. So is that the best timing that like when, when you're leaving the the business or when the business has just gotten finished that you reach out and ask for that review? Yeah, it's, that's a great question. That's actually why if you are already collecting reviews, that's actually why you would come to uh, somebody like FencePost and say, hey, we're, we're collecting reviews already. We know our average review response rate and we really want to optimize it. We want to dial mm-hmm. it in because that's when a company like ours will come in and we'll actually do audits on your current mm-hmm. review response rates. Uh, we'll do audits on what your review uh, request process is and then come back with what we know our playbooks to be effective uh, for this industry or that industry. And so that's a long way of saying it depends. Um, I think for many home services, a cleaning company is a classic example or a pressure washing company. You go to the door, wearing a nice polo. You've got your equipment, your truck there. Shake a hand. Hello, I'm John with um, ABC pressure washing. I'm going to pressure wash your driveway per the scope of agreement. Hour, hour and 45 later, get done, um, go up, do the transaction. And that is the point where you get a a formal ask, hey, will you please review us? Be on the lookout for a text uh, and then actually a text to your phone. But what's really cool about these is like, that's not the first, the, the first touch point isn't always the, the time of optimal review. Uh-huh. A lot of times we've got second, third, fourth email sequence out 10 days. And that third email I've seen for many companies, that third email about five days from service is actually when we get the best review response. Really? Obviously it's going to vary, but yeah, if we have multiple touch points in play, that review response rate just skyrockets. I love it. And so what is a normal response rate? Um, so if I put out a hmm. hundred requests, how many should I expect or what would I think is, is good? It's amazing. I mean, I know home services is a, is a niche in and of itself, but truly pressure washer to cleaning company to roofing company to pool cleaning to whatever else pest control. I mean, they're all going to vary pretty radically. Uh, a lot of it depends on your, the level of urgency associated with the service request. Right. Ah. I mean, if it's like a, holy cow, my, um, my, my kitchen's flooding plumber, like maybe we'll emergency service, lower, right? Right. Emergency service. Um, but if it's routine pest control, maybe we'll have a different experience there. Ah. I would say in general, 13 to 25% is probably a, a range that we want to be. It's not very high, but that just goes I was to show. That's you pretty high asking. though. You got to ask everybody. Got to ask everybody. Yeah. You know, that's, that's not a bad thing. And then the more reviews you get, you know, the more benefit it's going to be in your search, right? Oh, I yeah, mean, I absolutely. can imagine. So for every hundred customers you get, you know, say we'll call it 15 on the low end. That's 15 new clicks on your brand that will also boost you in the in the ranking, won't it? Absolutely. So when we're looking at, uh, I mean, if you look at the anatomy of a Google search, um, really 70 plus percent, I think, uh, searches are done on mobile devices now, mm, uh, especially right. for, for home services. Um, I got a lot of statistics. Let's, let's go here or there on this. But um, it, it's a substantial number. And within that mobile Google search, we're really trying to gun for that, what's called the map pack, the, the Google three pack at the top. We want to be one of those top three listings that's before the before the scroll. And what Google favors in those heavily, extremely heavily, is your review count and your review quality. Wow. So we want to make sure that we have a substantial number of reviews and that they are frequent and, and, and fresh. Frequent and fresh are the, the, the way to- The magic, to right? Frequent and yeah. fresh. Okay. I love it. 
And more than just a thumbs up, you want um, a sentence or two, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, just is there any kind of um, is there any kind of length that is ideal that you'd want to have or, you know, just anything five star Marcia was great. Done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So length, I'm not, I'm not as convinced on. Um, okay. What I am convinced on is we like move away from, okay, Google's going to favor this review and like Google equity to actual customer value and customer new customer equity, right? Where the anatomy of the review actually ends up being a sales tool. So at face value, five stars are great. People trust it. Um, boom. That's one one level of, of value within the review. Second level is, okay, somebody wrote something, anything, and gave it a five star. Boom. All right. Well, that's somebody took time to, to do this. They must like it. But when you get into the nitty gritty and you actually get to see, hey, I had this problem. Uh, I came to this company to fix this problem. This is what happened after I came to them. And this is what I would recommend to you about them. I mean, that wow. all of a sudden becomes immense immense new customer equity, new customer value. There. Wow. Okay. Does it, does it benefit us to coach our person in the, in the referral or the, the review that you're asking? Um, you know, here's an example, or could you follow this framework in, in that review? Is that, is that something we could do? Or is that just like, forget it. We're just I looking for it, any review. Yeah. I mean, I, I get your question. I think it's a good one. I think it also depends on the type of business that you're in for, for you and I and others um, in the professional services space. Absolutely. We're going to want to tailor that review and and really help um, help ground the experience for prospective customers, particularly for use in like mm -hmm. marketing collaterals or things mm -hmm. like that um, in providing like a few questions that you then ask, hey, can I paraphrase your responses and so on and so forth? Sure. But I think in a Google review, you really run the risk of like, oh, okay, this is a this is too much effort. It's um, a little too canned. Yeah, yeah. You you just need you need the response, um, and so without having to elicit too much effort from them, uh, you just want the review. Okay. Well, this has been super valuable on Google reviews. I never really put two and two together. And I really didn't think like I thought, but I didn't really think that the value was that much. Oh, but yeah. if you're what you're saying, I mean, Google's going to rank you in so many different levels and everybody's going to Google from their from their uh, mobile phone to look for services. And if you've got enough reviews and the more reviews you have in there, they're going to go, wow, this guy really does do great work. I'm going to call them over the other person and, you know, initiate the call that way. Um, I think it's fantastic. And I really didn't put it all together in the way that I probably should have. So let's look at something you just kind of dropped uh, gently here a moment ago was we're going to use these reviews for future marketing pieces too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, the value of a review is immense because it's it's multi multi use right it's uh, utilitarian. Um, we've got SEO weight right ranking ranking help. Um, we've got the customer value that I just talked about when people are actually reading the review to get some early you know pre use experience. What will their experience be like working with you? And then as you're alluding to, I mean social content. I, I've done that before uh, on our website. Uh, anywhere that we might be able to demonstrate an elevated level of um, authority in the space via someone else's social proof about our company or service. I mean, that's 
that's absolutely permissible, absolutely encouraged. Um, and I think we see a lot of websites doing that now. Uh, we'll have little social proof sections, little authority sections. And the way we present that, I think, can have different levels of impact. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I think there's also other places that we can sneak social proof in, um, mm. such as like emails that go out, right? You know, oh, well, uh, John said, blah, 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 you know, as part of the story that you're telling, right? Um, when you're when you're doing follow-up or you're doing some sort of a nurturing campaign, because if you sell a bigger ticket item, if you're if you're selling something one and done, then then the the sales cycle shorter. But if you're selling something bigger ticket, like maybe you're selling a new roof or you know, you're selling a consulting service or you're selling, you know, something bigger, maybe a, a buying a home, you know, the sales cycle tends to be a little longer and and moving your client or your prospective client through a nurturing campaign. I think you could use those social proof pieces throughout the campaign as well. I agree. I agree 100 percent Yeah, I mean, I, I love the notion of including in a in a cold email or even an email nurture, like, hey, no, we had a great conversation, but just in case you're wondering, um somebody in the space ABC had an incredible experience with us. Uh, wouldn't you love to have the same? I mean, that's yeah. apart from getting, you know, best client Joe to go out and make a sales call for you, the <laughs> next best thing you can do is have Joe write you something glowing and email it to a, to a prospective client. So I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's, that's, that's high value. Okay. Um, you know, I'm sure there's a thousand other places that we can use social proof for beyond, you know, the typical thing. I, one of my favorite pieces is, is at the bottom of, of an email, even just generic emails that go out, you know, you mm. have kind of a PS at the bottom that you could give a little social proof there as well. Oh, that's a good thought. I right? And all those little, yeah. little neat little thoughts. But where else do you think that we could use social proof in a way to maybe persuade or validate that we are the right person for that, you know, because there's so many choices out there, right? Everybody's a commodity. Nobody has this one and only thing, right? So we're trying to persuade the prospective customer to choose us over somebody else. And, and that's why I think the power of social proof and testimonials is really strong, but where else could we use these? How could we, how could we capitalize on getting these things from, from our, our customers, our satisfied customers? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I really am compelled by video testimonials. I think mm. when we have video testimonials, we just get an opportunity to break down some of the the cyber barriers that are there. And we actually get to have an authentic human experience with somebody on the other end. And it, like I said before about, you know, best client Joe selling for you. I mean, this is a, a great opportunity to have somebody real in person. Uh, we're, we're looking at each other, sell for you in video format. And whether that's on your website or as a montage uh, of a bunch of other ones of those, or if it's, um, you know, on social, I think that's a, that's a fantastic medium. I've even used um, some social proof and some cold emails using video um, where we're actually sending out, Hey, here's a brief audit of your site. Um, here's me, but Hey, guess what? Here's Terry at Revive and Restore Cleaning. Here's his experience. Let me let him tell you. And we send that out there. Um, nice. So I think video is an incredible medium 
The thing with video though, is going back to what you were talking about before about like, do we need to frame it for them? I think video actually does require a bit more production value, but it matches like the weight that it would provide too. So if we can frame out a great storyboard, ask like three questions that they're doing on their iPhone and tell them how to do it. Yeah. Let's use it all day. So then you wouldn't, you wouldn't go in there with a production team into their home or into their office and say, here, we're going to record a testimonial. You'd, you'd, you'd uh, prepare them and ask them to record it on their cell phone. So it's more authentic. Absolutely. So we're running a lot of Facebook ads these days. And Mm. um, some of the best performing Facebook ads we've had are little iPhone videos from the business owner and from like video montages of revive and restore cleanings uh, uh, customer base. Right. And they're just saying, Hey, look at my before and after carpets. I can't rave enough. Um, hey, this is Terry from Reviver Store. Uh, let let me serve you the same way I just served the the gal you just saw. Um, wow! Yeah, that's I think, powerful. I think, yeah, it's crushing it. It's crushing. Wow, it. that's really powerful. I like it. Okay, wow. Um, you're giving me really good ideas here, Ross. I'm like sitting there going, hmm, that would actually work, you know, and that kind of stuff. But when when we all look down to it, you know, it's it's easy for you to come in and do all this stuff because that's your jam, right? Mm. But how hard would it be for everyday business owners who are trying to run their business and, you know, do all this to be able to, you know, get enough of these things done? I mean, we want to keep it as simple as possible, right? Yeah, we do. We do. And this is a, I've said, this is a great question like six times, but this is a great question. Oh, I'm glad I'm, reason, a, I'm a great interviewer. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You're, you're good at your job. Um, I think the reason that this is such a great question is because it truly does come to, back down to that human element. And mm. the human element says, I'm running a business. I'm just trying to stay on top of all the, the business execution side of things. Administratively, I, I barely have time to answer the phone, which is a whole right. other thing we should have another podcast about. Um, <laughs> And so what I, what I would encourage people to do is take five minutes after this, after this podcast and truly sit down in your email, whatever email client you use, open up a draft and write a simple email that says, hi, um, thanks for letting us serve you. Uh, if you enjoyed the service that, that we provided, um, please leave us a review. It greatly impacts our business. You can do so by clicking the link below. Thanks, owner of ABC Company. And then and save that done. in your email draft. Save it in your and draft and just copy and paste it whenever. Right. And it's done. That's it. First thing. That's that's huge. And I think that that's the piece that, you know, I had I had a gal on um a, a few weeks back, um, very, very, very long term in the business. And her jam was referrals, right? And the oh, problem cool. was is that you never get referrals because you never ask. You feel I'd love to talk to her. Feel, yeah. yeah. And you feel awkward and you're like, oh, well, if I need a referral, then that must mean I'm not very good in my business and I need more clients that that needy kind of thing that, you know, some business owners don't want to feel like they need that. But a review is not asking for a referral, but the review leads to referrals. Bingo. So it yeah. seems like it's such an easy way to get your customers to brag about you. And then you repeat that out to everybody else um, in their own, in their own words and their own voice sometimes. Yeah. And time and time again, that's what we hear all the time is like, Hey, 
My review count skyrocketed to 50. You'll never guess my uh, new customer inbound leads organically basically just means like I didn't go out and get them. They just came in skyrocketed at the same time. Right. Wow. And that's most often because conveniently, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They went to Sally who left a review and said, Hey, you have a good experience. Let's go. Give me a referral. I think that's it. You know, that that's, I think this is really the missing piece that many marketers forget to include in their marketing plan. And many business owners just want more customers. Mm -hmm. And so by getting your existing customers to brag about you and say what a great job you did, that helps the new customer coming in who's going to check. I mean, even, even if you're looking for a pair of shoes or, or some, um, what do you call them? I'm looking for uh, some sort of a tie down. You know, I'm getting ready mm. to move again and I'm looking for some sort of a tie down. So I go on to Amazon and I'm like, oh, this one seems priced well. What are the reviews? Ah, this is crap. This falls apart. It's not going to hold anything, blah, blah, blah. That's well, right. I'm not going to buy that. What's the next price thing? So this is, and that's a product, but it's even more powerful on a service. I agree. Yeah. And I is. think we're it missing is. the boat on this. We're not doing it clear. enough. Yeah. I mean, you go just search for plumbing near me right now and you'll see, I mean, there's dozens and dozens of plumbers in wherever you are. I don't like yes. whoever's listening, wherever you are, there's dozens <laughs> of plumbers. I promise. Um, I promise you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting because like a fraction of them will have any meaningful online presence and, and that's neither here nor there, but beyond that, like very few of them will actually have meaningful reviews. And that's not because people haven't enjoyed working with them. It's truly that people just haven't gone out and been asked um, to leave a review. And you haven't made it simple, which is I love the tools that you're doing. Obviously, business owners, this isn't, you know, I don't want you to stop running your business and producing sales and go invest in all this stuff. But just that simple email is a great start. And then when you're looking for more ways to grow your business organically and to really market it out, this should be part of your marketing plan mm, yeah. to say that I need to have these reviews for Google presence, for search engine optimization, for um, social posts, for email, you know, bragging rights, for for you know whatever you're gonna do in your marketing. This is really valuable tools. This is really Agreed. valuable real estate that you can get, and it's almost free, right? It's almost free. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you do it yourself, it's certainly free. It costs you a little bit of time, but yeah. I mean, what's 30 minutes uh, once a week, you know? I mean, I, I think I think we can all swing it. I think that's amazing. So Ross, you do a lot of things for us. And before we go, I'd love to say, you started off initially by saying you had this four-step process, right? That that's you right. walk your clients through. Give us an idea on what that four-step process is. Yeah, I mean, we, we believe local business growth is pretty simple. Um, it's not rocket science. There's four key ingredients, right? We got the first thing is you got to be highly visible. Uh, you can't just go hang your shingle. You got to actually hang it where, where people can see it and where people are. For us, a lot of times that means search. We want mm -hmm. you in search. We want you ranking highly and we want to pay to rank there uh, via Google ads or something else. Uh, second thing is social proof. That's what we just spent so much time talking about is we need people to sing your praises. Uh, we need people to sing your praises again in a place that's highly visible. Uh, the third thing is competency. 
you actually have to be good at what you do because if you're not good at what you do, the aforementioned ingredient actually won't happen for you, right? <laughs> uh, or it will happen and just not in the direction that you want it to. So you got to be good at it. Uh, and then the fourth thing would be referral. We really want to make sure that people are selling for you and we want to help you put in systems to, to effectively do that. So, uh, yeah. And what FinSpost does is we have tools that we come in and apply that formula to your business specifically, whether you're a roofer, a plumber, HVAC company, whatever. We've got playbooks um, that involve Google ads, Facebook ads, review automation, uh, local SEO, and um, email automation to effectively uh, get you going in each of those four key areas. And if you have five, 10% improvements in each of those areas in your business, Boom. that's a compound deal. Yeah, it's a compound deal right there. That's that's serious. And I love it that you're focusing on you know, the, the important stuff that will make mm. a company grow organically and, and helpfully, you know, uh, again, business owners, you don't want to be doing all this stuff yourself. You're busy putting out fires and chasing customers and operating your business, you know, so to have a company that understands the four components that are really, truly important to growing your business for today, then on your side, then that's, that's, better time spent, better money spent. And that's going to help you get the growth that you need because um, I love it that you said you you need to hang a shingle just where everybody sees it. That's right. I thought <laughs> that, right. that was perfect. That was perfect. But one more quick thing um, that I've, I had thought about and then forgot to ask, um, you know, we're all talking about the positive reviews that mm, are out yeah. there. What about the negative reviews? How do we address those? Yeah. The big thing with negative reviews is you need to respond to them. I mean, when somebody leaves you a negative review, it's an opportunity. Uh, if, unless you're bad at what you do, um, you know, and, and, and you're not truly a reputable company, you're going to have an opportunity to showcase who you really are. Uh, everybody, uh, no matter what kind of company you are, no matter what caliber of company you are, everybody receives a negative review. Mm -hmm. I actually just opened up a coffee shop with a couple of partners and we think we have the best coffee shop in Augusta, Georgia, Charles coffee bar, shout out. And we got a three-star review and I was, you know, I just spurned me to no end. Right. And <laughs> realizing like it, it truly, every, you, you will encounter negative reviews in your, in your lifespan as a company. And the best way to navigate those is to, to face them head on and not in a defensive manner. You should showcase your posture of humility, confidence, um, and then concern, right? Like we want to show gen genuine concern about the experience that this customer left you a negative review had with your company. And a lot of times you won't get them to change it. You won't, nothing will happen other than people that are looking at all of your reviews will inevitably go see your negative reviews, especially if you have a lot of positive ones, a few negative ones, and they'll get to see what kind of posture you have, what kind of character integrity you have as a company. They'll get to see that played out in a review response. So I encourage everybody, everybody, every review, respond to it and respond to it with integrity, confidence, care, and compassion. I love it. I love it. And it's always a learning, a learning set, right? Oh, yeah, I didn't realize that the cup that the coffee was in um, had a hole in it, what, you know, whatever That's it right. was that they had, right. whatever problem that they had, this is a learning um, scenario for you to improve and make sure that it gets better for the next time. So um, right. Ross, this has been awesome. Um, I'm so excited to, to, to share your, your story and your ideas with, with my audience. And it's been a pure pleasure, but where can listeners find out more about you so they can um, learn about FenceBoast? Yeah. So if you want to head on over to fencepostads.com backslash assessment, 
fencepostads.com backslash assessment. I would love to take a look under the hood at your current review automation system. Um, whatever review system you have in play, no worries. We'd like to take a free complimentary audit um, to look at it, shoot you back a video, telling you our thoughts and seeing where we can maybe make it shine even more. You know, the funny thing that hit me when you said that, What's that? <laughs> is that I'm pretty sure the high probability or the high percentage of audience listening doesn't even have a review automation plan. Um, they, they're just not doing it. So I think that that's great that you're offering a me review too. on there. And I think the big aha is that you need a review automation plan. <laughs> that's right. In place. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. I would uh, agree. Um, I mean, obviously, but I think everybody that implements this will see tenfold oh, return. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think you guys need to have this. So go get, go pick up the free assessment, whether you have a review plan or not, and then Ross can walk you through and tell you what he thinks you guys ought to have in place going forward and ways that he can help you do that. So I think it'll be a great offer. All right, listeners, thanks for listening today. I hope you found a couple ideas or two to put into your business that will help you be more profitable. As I mentioned before, how would you like to boost your net profitability by 45%? Don't think it's possible? Go check out my new training called the 30-Day Profit Booster. Remember, this quick and easy profit-boosting strategy can be done without spending more money on marketing, hiring additional staff, or working longer hours. Go get more information at www.30dayprofitbooster.com. Ross and I would love to hear your questions or even comments on your best review or the worst review that you got and how you addressed it. Just share them in the in the comments uh, on the podcast and Ross and I will uh, respond to them. And while you're at it, please subscribe. You don't want to miss today's uh, or any future podcasts. And you can always catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks so much, Ross. Thanks so much, Marcia.